Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of Love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, the Gospel for today is of great moment. For in it, the Son of God teaches us how to pray. Not just a guru, a spiritual teacher, a religious genius, but the Son of God Himself teaching us how to pray. This is why the Our Father, the Lord's Prayer, is taken by Christians as the model of all prayer. You know, a desire to pray is planted very deep within us. Because prayer just means the conscious desire to communicate with God, to speak to God, to listen to Him. So we can forget to pray, we can neglect to pray, we can become lazy in prayer, but we can never really lose the desire to pray. So, we have to attend very carefully to the words of Jesus' great prayer. First, when you pray, he says, you should pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. From the time of the fall, our basic problem is we get our priorities mixed up. We desire and seek all sorts of worldly things. Money, power, honor, pleasure. All of which are good, but all of which are finally ephemeral and unsatisfying. The basic truth of a biblical anthropology is that we are wired for God. We're destined for union with God. And therefore we should desire first, above all, God and the things of God. And this is precisely what that opening line of the greatest prayer is all about. Our Father, hallowed be Thy name. May Your name be held holy. You see... What's being implied here is, may your name be the holiest of all. May you be the greatest good of our lives. God's name, objectively speaking, is always hallowed. It's always holy. But we're praying that we might consider it holy above all things. What we're praying for is a radical reorientation of our consciousness and of our lives. Is it really true that God comes first, period, end of argument? Is it really true that we desire God above all things? Every time we pray this prayer, Our Father, hallowed be Thy name, we're meant to consider this. Now who precisely is this God whom we are making so central? Well, how wonderful, Christians, how beautiful, how consoling that the name we give to God first is Pater, Father. 
Behind the Greek is probably the Aramaic word that Jesus would have used. Abba. Daddy, as many say. It was a word used by children. Papa. How wonderful that we address the highest good. We address the source of all existence. Not as king or tyrant or emperor or cosmic force, but as Father. Who is God in the Bible? But the One who creates us and sustains us. The One who governs us and provides for us. Who directs us finally back to Him. The One, in Jesus' words, who's numbered every hair on your head. Not a sparrow falls to the ground without your heavenly Father knowing it. Go back even to the Old Testament. The psalmist says, O Lord, You search me and You know me. You know my resting and my rising. You discern my purpose from afar. Before ever a word is on my lips, Lord, You know it through and through. Behind and before You besiege me, Your hand ever laid upon me. That's the God we're talking about. Father, Creator, Sustainer, Merciful God. Staying within the context of the Old Testament, you can find even maternal images for God. Remember in the prophet Isaiah? Would a mother forsake her child? Even if she would forget, I will never forget my own. The tender mercy of God. That's the first thing we acknowledge about this highest good, that He's Father. But listen, it's not just any old father. It's our Father who art in heaven. Heaven. We don't mean this in some naive spatial sense, as though we think God is a being up in the sky inhabiting some corner of the heavens. No, no, that just turns God into a being among many. Rather, on the biblical reading, God is the Creator of all things. That means God cannot be anything in the world. Not one among many. But God is the transcendent source of all that exists. Heaven is a symbol for that. It's a way of signaling otherness. So we point up to the sky. God is other. But we don't mean other like the planet Jupiter at some great physical remove. What we mean is transcendent to our experience. Other than anything we know. Now, Here's the great paradox, and it's right at the heart of the Bible. God who is Father, intimate to us, present to us, sustaining us with His tender mercy, is also transcendent, ungraspable. Oh, see it in story after story. See it in the Psalms. See it in the prophets. The true God is the one who can be neither avoided nor manipulated. The one who is, in St. Augustine's famous phrase, closer to me than I am to myself, Father. And higher than anything I can possibly imagine, who art in heaven. Christians, when you get that play of imminence and transcendence right, then you're related to the true God. What rich theology is packed into that little phrase, Our Father who art in heaven. 
Now what do we ask as the prayer goes on? Thy kingdom come, and Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Friends, the kingdom, as you know, stands at the very heart of Jesus' preaching. Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God. It was the central theme of His speech and His action. In many ways, the actions and gestures of Jesus were meant to illustrate and to embody the kingdom. His inaugural address, the kingdom of God is at hand. When He sends the disciples out, He tells them, announce the kingdom of God is near. What's the kingdom? God's order. God's way of doing things. God's way. We pray to the Father in Heaven, may Your kingdom come and Your will be done here as in Heaven. We know through Jesus what the kingdom looks like. It looks like love, compassion, forgiveness, yes, even of our enemies. It looks like nonviolence. It looks like reaching out to those on the margins. We know what God's order is. Oh, but in our sin we are so resistant to it. And so we need on a regular basis to pray, Lord, may it come. Now listen, this means may the kingdom be uppermost in my mind when I deal with my family. When I'm at my work. When I'm among friends. When I'm voting. In everything I do, Lord, may Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Not my idea of order. Not my idea of the good life. Not my will, but Yours, O Lord. You know that wonderful detail? May it come here as in heaven. The prayer of Jesus links us to the heavenly order. I mean the order of the angels and the saints. The angels and saints live in God's kingdom. In their community, they're obtained these great values. And we're saying, Lord, link us to that world. Then comes that mysterious petition. Give us this day our daily bread. I say mysterious because the Greek that stands behind that is puzzling. Here's the phrase, ton arton ton epiouzion. Artos means bread. Epiuzion. It's a peculiar word, rarely used. It means literally super substantial. Usia means substance. Epiuzion means super substantial. What are we praying for? Not just our ordinary bread, the bread that sustains us. Okay, we do pray for that from the Father. But Jesus is hinting here something very powerful. We pray for this super substantial bread. Well, we know what that is. The Eucharistic bread. Which feeds us not only in body, but feeds us in mind and soul and spirit. The church fathers said over and over again, we become immortal, ready for heavenly life, in the measure that we eat the bread of life. We eat the super substantial bread 
of the Eucharist. And so whenever we pray this prayer of Jesus, we're praying for this bread of immortality. What do we ask for next? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Ah, forgiveness is absolutely central to Jesus' whole preaching and program. We always come in prayer before the Lord as sinners. You know, in those 12-step programs I've spoken about often, when people are, are caught in the rhythm of addictions, a central move is to acknowledge your own neediness, your own incapacity to deal with this addiction. So we come before the Lord, whenever we pray the Lord's Prayer, knowing we are sinners. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us our trespasses. Now how? In the measure that we are willing to forgive those around us. How much of your life is spent holding a grudge? Oh, I'm preaching to myself as much as to you. How much of your life is spent holding a grudge? Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Finally, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Greek behind evil there is hoponeros. It can be rendered evil in kind of the abstract way. But probably a simpler translation would be the evil one. Are we involved in a spiritual warfare? Yes. Is our sin conditioned by the influence of the evil one? Yes. And so we pray in these final words, Lord, deliver us from the power of this figure. Friends, pray this prayer with great fervor. Pray it with great intensity. Walk through the elements of it as I have and realize the power of this prayer. Talk to us by the Son of God Himself. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the Word on Fire. I pray that, together, we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. Cardinal George says, It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 43 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries willing to help you during times of loss. Call 708-449-6100 for assistance. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.